Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Did I ever tell you that the uh, Hill Country is beautiful? I tell you that every morning. Yes, it's a beautiful place here in uh, Dripping Springs, Texas. Uh, We are about an hour outside of Austin, depending on how fast you drive and traffic. But Elon Musk is going to move to town, so that's going to help the traffic. Uh, Austin's out of control. It's like, you can't, even, you can't even drive. I mean, they have two highways, one on either side of the city that go north and south, right? Mopac and 35. And any time between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., you can't drive. I mean, it's just bumper to bumper, right? 7 to 7. So then the city council, the commies that they are, what they, <laughs> what they do is they just like more taxes. Uh, you know. So what they do is they pay people like Musk and Apple and all these other people and Amazon. They don't pay them, but they, they give them a deal to come in and not have to pay taxes for like five years or something because they think they need more tax revenue 10 years from now whatever and so you can't move in there now so people like Musk are coming in and Amazon and Apple and everybody and their brother and their sister because lots of folks in California are just headed up to here with oh, Mussolini so they're coming to Texas and I don't know where they're going to put these people I mean you can't even get a, a one bedroom apartment for I don't know like $2,000 in, in Austin it's, it's crazy so uh, you know these uh they have no vision except money, you know. Okay, well, we'll get more money five years from now. So there's my rant on Austin. You don't want to really move there. Move to Dripping Springs, and you can drive to Austin for an hour and do that. So we're going to have a good time this week. Um, Dr. Chandre, Chandre, pretty cool guy. He, he is uh, an Ayurvedic physician, and we're going to talk about food and moods and, and the brain and stuff. Pretty fun stuff. That'll be tomorrow. Richard Proctor, one of our favorite constitutional dudes. And uh, I'm going to ask him the musical question. Does the CDC have authority uh, to tell you to wear a mask on an airline and try to overturn the mask mandate that the Florida judge said they can't do? It's a constitutional thing. And we'll see. The Real World of Money will be here with Fred Dashevsky on um, Wednesday. And we'll probably have something else on Wednesday. i got a few things in the, in the works. So there you have it. Melissa Sell next week. And um, Massey and uh, Pete on the third Monday. That'll be on the 16th of this month. Happy May Day. That was yesterday. I don't know. We didn't do anything special. The first Monday of the month brings us to our good friend Anna Bergstrom, who's a he's a wonderful guy and he's a researcher, uh, extraordinaire. He does research that'll make your head head spin. I don't know where he finds all this stuff, but he's been doing it for about over eighty years or so. Well, you you weren't researching when you were just a kid, so maybe you've only been researching for sixty years or seventy. When did you start this? Uh, hold on, let me turn on your microphone. When did you start this interest in? in your health and stuff. What year? How old were you? 
I'd say I was in the third or fourth grade, maybe even <laughs> earlier. I was reading the encyclopedia from front to finish in the third grade. You were not. Come on, you're just making that. Really? Seriously. Seriously. Loved, loved the encyclopedia. We had an old 1940, let's see, 49 one, I guess, 48 one, something like that. Actually, earlier, it was like just after the Second World War. Is that right? What year were you born? What came in? What year? I was born in 41. 41. Oh, just right during the war. Before, before the war, yeah. No oh. bombing. I, that, was a, that was in December. I was born in February. Fe- oh, yeah, the Pearl Harbor thing was December 41, so you, you came in before that. And what city were you in when you came out? I was in New Jersey. Let's see, Fairview, maybe one of those. Uh, I lived in Dumont, Fairview. Mm-hmm. Anybody out from New Jersey will know some of those towns, and... My favorite was Upper Saddle River, New Jersey, oh, yeah. where Nixon retired to, oh. by the way. <laughs> what did mom and dad do? Was mom a housewife and what did dad do? Uh, my mom was a housewife and my dad worked in the Hoboken shipyard oh. in Dry Dock at the Queen Mary. In fact, for a long time, I had a the mirror off of the original Queen Mary. I wish I hadn't let it go. It's probably worth a fortune. The original Queen Mary, there really? were two. And actually, my dad mirror worked from on a room? them all. A mirror from a room, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a beautiful mirror. You know, it's, uh, I, I don't think it was real gold. It was like gold plated. You know, with the and mirrors. They don't make mirrors like that anymore. So clear. You know, your image is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, what was the first uh, kind of official gig or into the world of health that you had that you first job or first kind of thing where you made money at health stuff doing health when i actually made money it started in a, in the metaphysical books or business and i was already into health i'd already uh, i hadn't met a donor yet but i was really into health and holistic type of therapies acupressure things like that massage mm-hmm. So I managed the Phoenix Metaphysical Bookstore, which was not in Phoenix. It was in Houston. <laughs> and it was a, a very, probably the largest metaphysical bookstore in Houston. And I just, since I was a manager, I pretty well did what I wanted. And I had a very large health food department. And after I met Adano and was going to his uh, school, then I enlarged it. So we had probably one of the best uh, holistic libraries in the in a bookstore of any bookstore. Wow, wow. So Phoenix, kind of the rise of the Phoenix idea, not Phoenix, Arizona thing. Huh? Right, in the bird. The, the bird. <laughs> I, I actually, because I was doing art back then, I actually did the logos and the artwork and everything. We had the Westheimer Fair, you know, with all the artists came down, and we would have our iridology machines and our aura machines i I also was on tv doing aura readings oh good with the you know the little machine with the oh uh, yeah yeah where they took your picture and you could see exactly do you think that 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 stuff was real i always thought that was just fake stuff it's it's not real okay i didn't think (laughs) it was you know donald lay could read it because if you look at the way the finger prints work you can actually do reflexology that way Hmm. but the how hard you press 
determines how bright your aura is and other things like that. Basically, it's a Model T Ford uh, coil in there that sparks when you use it. And I didn't know it at first when I started. I was naive myself. But then when I saw people pressing harder and my own fingers, (laughs) I realized, hmm. Hmm. So anyway, I stopped doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But as, as a spiritual being in the body, we do put out an aura, which is light, that spiritual masters and other people, I'm sure Adano could see if you're really, you know, I think animals see it. I think dogs see auras. I'm pretty much convinced that they do. <laughs> they look at somebody and they know <laughs> who's friendly and who's not. Um, I, I've, uh, it's almost like you could look out the side, your side view sometimes, and you can see, you know, oh, the, the side. Does that make sense? I was pretty much aura blind and a psychic called Sean Horabans. He's, he's probably the greatest uh, psychic tested under biofeedback conditions by Dr. Roll and uh, what was the other one? Uh, All of these doctors with biofeedback and everything. Uh, I had readings from him and he said, uh, he said, you're aura blind, don't worry about it. You're a heart type of guy. My girlfriend could see auras. I tried to trick her. See, a lot of times if you look at a person and you duck, an aura will stay up there. Of course, that's not an aura. That's a trick of our vision with color. You ever stare at red, look away, and you see green. You see the opposite color. But some people, including my ex-girlfriend, could see auras, and Adano could see the aura before he even got to his his uh, clinic. Hmm. He could see it if you were uh, 10 miles away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hung out with this gypsy in Austin in 80. 80- I don't know, 86 when I got fired from KLBJ, another firing. And he was a wild guy, and he was very spiritually evolved on some level. Really interesting guy. Uh, and um, I saw him sit down at a type... Here he is, this... this um, uh, I don't know what he was. He was a, like a gypsy guy. He lived in a purple school bus with two women and uh, decided, in, a, in, a, in a flea market in South Austin, right? And I saw him sit down at a computer, and uh, one of the early computers, and type out an entire contract to, to get some property that we managed to get that we had no money. And he just typed mm-hmm. it out. And, and he had a word for it. What, he said, telepath. He used to call, he said, I'm a telepath, and I can just, I can just get this stuff. And he would just sit there and type out the whole thing. It was just crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was just crazy. But he used to see auras, and he used to call it, uh, yeah, I got. The, I saw this guy, and he got all clouded up. That's what, the way he called it. His aura would all get clouded up, you know, when he got angry. and, and But he could see that. Pretty, pretty trippy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people can, and uh, some of them, it freaks them out when they do. But well, we might as well see everything we can see, right? I mean, because what's the point? And uh, see what's see what's going on. Adam Bergstrom is with us. His websites are yes, no. Uh, no, that's his book. His book is yes, no, maybe chronobiotic nutrition. Or is it chronobiotic nutrition? Yes, no, maybe. Which one's first? Uh, we we still have it for sale. Yeah. Yeah, but what's first on the? On the is it yes no maybe chronobiotic nutrition uh, yes no maybe chronobiotic nutrition that's the book and you can get a hard copy just go to 
um, what, SunSync Nutrition? And you're going to order the hard copy? Uh, SolarTommy.com. Solar yeah. Okay. Oh, so that's where you get the books, including the, the hard copy book. Uh-huh. And that's right. where you have all of your e-books, right? All the rest are e-books, everything else. We have, for people who prefer e-books, we have Sun Synchronized Nutrition Simplified. When the sun sneezes, the earth catches a cold. <laughs> um, and the Solar Food List, the Sun Synchronized Food List. We have about four books specifically on solar well actually butterflies need no taxidermists that also goes into that type of eating among many other concepts so why don't butterflies need taxidermists that's the one that is everything i still use it as a research wow. function myself it's in four volumes vibrant gal has put it all together in one so you get it as one unit whoa and uh, I use it all the time for research. Do you? <laughs> you know, the, uh, Donald Lay used to say, that the worst pen is better than the best memory. Ah, yeah. But I, I believe that, boy. When I get nudges about screenwriting that come in, you know, from whoever they come, you know, masters I'm working with or angels or God knows where or from out of the dream state, these, I think these things, as you probably well know, they're in a different state of consciousness, right? And if you don't write them down, you could lose them. You, you, you know, all of a sudden you wake up and 20 minutes later, if you don't write it down, that whole dream is could be gone. Just Definitely. I have even written down a dream and then realized I had dreamt I read it down <laughs> because your unconscious will keep, want to keep you asleep. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking for my notes and under the bed because I have the pad by me. <laughs> I actually set my clock for every hour because then you catch more dreams that way. I used to go to the Young Center in Houston hmm. and they collected dreams. So I wrote down a whole bunch of mine and that was a way to get them. Every hour, alarm goes off, write a dream down. Yeah. But your unconscious wants to protect you to keep you to sleep. So sometimes that would happen. I would think I had written it down and be looking all over for the mysterious notes that disappeared. Yeah. That's what I do, Adam. I tell my spiritual teacher who I work with on the inner planes is, you know, anything that I need uh, to learn, I'm into. Anything that I need to understand, lay it on me. Any, anything. I, I'm in. You know, you're you're my dude. Or do that, and uh, and then yeah. So I'll wake up three, four times a night um, and write stuff down, and because they just wake me up, you know. I don't mind, you know. I go right to back. Yeah, many of my dreams are still on record there in Houston at the Young uh, no Center. Yeah, yeah. I, I got there mysteriously, by the way. I I became I, I was interested in Young in high school, but then I found out he had this collected works. So I would walk all the way down to downtown Houston to the library there and study him. So I worked at Radio Shack at the time, and I told a guy who had a spiritual center that I was interested in Jung. He said, well, you know, there's a Jung center open to the layperson right around the block. I said, really? So I went right down and uh, registered and stayed there for two years. Wow. So Carl Jung, that's the idea. What was his big, uh, his big meme was? The collective unconscious? He went into the unconscious in ways... See, people make him out as being an ordinary person. But how many people do you know 
where there's a knock in the middle of the night and he opens the door and it's a ghost army, an entire army of ghosts asking directions. Oh, good. So he gives them directions. I would. There are a lot of things about Carl Jung that are very unusual. And the regular Jung Center, we have one right around the corner here, uh, they don't talk about those things. <laughs> if you read his book, Memories, Dreams, and Reflections, he goes into it quite, uh, quite hmm. extensively. Can you give us the... Uh Talk to her like talk to us like we're a young child or a golden retriever, and what the collective <laughs> unconscious is. What is that? Yeah, big well, picture? he believed there were layers of unconscious. We have a personal unconscious and larger ones above that. So, basically, to Jung, the unconscious was everything we don't know, and that's a lot. Well, and yeah, so eventually that's you get to a level <laughs> where everything. everything is there. <laughs> sure, I, I believe that. I, I think, of course, it's all there. Right, and uh, and we're taught. My spiritual teacher, it's all there, and as Jesus said, uh, my house has many mansions. <clears throat> Some people. One of my favorite Edgar Casey quotes. I first came across that, and those mansions are those mansions are actually the so-called chakra systems and the realms. Eckenkar deals with the realms as well as the chakras, and most yoga systems don't even acknowledge the realms. Mm-hmm. But also, the idea, I, for me, that the state of uh, my mouse has my mouse, my house has many mansions. Is these are just infinite, literally, of states of consciousness, right? Maybe what Young talked about all this unconscious stuff, and they're there because it's only now. They got to be there. Where else would they be? So, and, and yep. you know, my teacher teaches us that they're there and they're kind of dead. They're hanging out, but they only get alive, enlivened, when I enter into it. Right? Then they become alive, and you say, "Oh, well, this is interesting. Well, I, what am I doing here? Or do I like this? No, I don't like this. I'm going to go somewhere else." And then you go to a to another one. I, I believe Harold Clint says that uh, soul knows everything. everything. And all you do is make that black screen and you go into it and you ask the universe and you get the answer. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, I like that idea of asking and then just waiting. One of my first uh, um, friends that introduced me to Hackenkar, he said, people ask God for guidance, you know, or and this and that. And before you know it, they just run out of the house, you know, and then they, <laughs> right. But it's the idea that you stay there and in this, whatever, the black screen, as you say, Adam, or, or just this sense of, okay, wonder. And it'll come in then, right? As long as you hang out and know that it's going to come rather than thinking about something else. You know, Adamo used to say that when people uh, meditate or pray, they dial up God on the telephone. Right. But they hang up before he answers. There you go. It's the same thing. I love that. That's a beautiful way to say it. They hang up. They, they hang up. Like my fellow right. said, they run out of the house. Same principle. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, O'Donnell, man, he it had is. it going on, didn't he? He, he? he was evolved, wasn't he? He was a spiritual master. He was. He was. Ask and it shall be given unto you, he said. But be careful what you ask for, because when you get it, you might not want it. (laughs) Ask for it to go away. That's one of the great uh, concepts in screenwriting, really, is the uh, 
and you'll see this in all movies, the character has a want, right, at the beginning. You know, <laughs> at the very beginning. You watch it. At the beginning of a movie, if they're good, they'll tell you what he wants. He's got to have a desire to kick things going. And then towards the end of the first act, he gets it what he wants, right? He gets it. But there's a catch. There's always a catch, right? It backfires. It backfires. That's what life is. And just like Adano said, be careful what you want because um, you're always going to get something like there's a catch to it, right? You know, I want to marry a, a woman who lives uh, over a liquor store or whatever, you know, some dumb thing like that. <laughs> and her father turns out he'll beat you with a stick or, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, a classic example of that, it's a macabre comedy but it's called ed's dead mother uh, oh, ever good. see that no no i haven't seen that one he 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 prays for his mother that could be resurrected from the dead yeah and then the fun begins <laughs> that's right and the fun in in the screenplay the real world of money he wants to control the money his father was a banker you know and he grew up you know with this whole fiat control fiat control money and he just wanted to, I just want to figure out how to control it. Well, he gets that. But the, 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 the catch is, is that the people that own the Fed, who he's controlling now, made a deal with his father before he, you know, to, to do what they say. And so they spend the rest of the movie trying to, you know, stop him. <laughs> you know, so that was, that's the catch. It's really interesting. There's a great one in... Uh, um, uh, what's born born the born identity thing remember that one it's a, it's really a great movie you know that one the born thing um who was the star of that guy i don't, know. I don't think i saw that you don't one. see you know the the born identity movies the born um, oh yeah 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 uh matt damon matt damon yeah so the very yeah. first thing, he comes up on the beach and he wants to know who he is, right? He has amnesia, <laughs> right? And then halfway through the first act, he learns out who he is, but he goes and finds his passport and all this stuff, you know? And he finds out he's a, he's a, he's a carol, killer, a terrorist, <laughs> <laughs> you know, CIA mole, you know? That was the catch. So, and then he spends the rest of the movie trying to find out why he, who he really is, you know? It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. A lot movie. different than Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's a good one, though. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, I love that one. Are you the still, speech about the CIA or well, no, the NSA. That isn't was that, isn't that, that's an all-timer. We should pull that up and play that for people today. Maybe <laughs> I can do that. That is a classic speech, isn't it? <laughs> Synchronistically, I just found it yesterday. Did so. you? Oh. My, yeah. I'll see if I can find it and we can play it. It's even quoted on wiki quotes, to my amazement. That that speech is? Yeah. You can go on wiki quotes and uh, put Matt Damon. I actually forget how I found it, but I found it yesterday. And then rewatched it. If you guys haven't seen that one, it's it's really fun. Uh, Adam Bergstrom is here. Yes, no, maybe. Chronobiotic Nutrition and his two websites. So what you guys been doing? Are you getting... Uh, the California is letting you go out to to uh, to the farmers markets and everything, or do you have to stay home and mask up? We go to the farmers market. That's about all we go <laughs> because it's just too uh, too dangerous out there. 
Yeah, I tell you, they, they're, it's getting worse and worse. They're getting broker and broker, so they're looking for more money. They're going to add a gas ta- tax of uh, 6%, something like that. Wow. And uh, they figure ways to make new laws, uh, get more money, more taxes, more this, more that. And, of course, they have a solar scam. They have all kinds of scams now uh, to make you do what they want. But yep. I'm for Occupy California. We're not leaving. And believe me, there's disadvantages of leaving here. But if everybody leaves, they have this whole freaking state. <laughs> so I've been reading about some of the, you know, the financial woes of uh, your state, California. And whoa, I mean, they're really in a, they're really a problem. I mean, what what they're doing, right? They wasted it all. You know, the uh, the COVID pandemic got them a lot of money. They went from something like fifty eight million or billion dollars in debt, I guess it was billion, and went up in profit. But then they wasted all of that now. And now, of course, with the the ports clogged up and everything else, they're in serious uh, trouble. If you get a ticket here. You get double because they need the money. So they have all kinds of expensive tickets and have double uh, costs on them and you name it. So do you think this could be the demise of uh, socialism as we know it? Or do you, what do you think is going to happen out there? Well, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I think it's a medical police state uh, deal. We now have a global medical police state this did not start with covid it started way before and by the way uh i was the i seem to be the only one that knows michael milken's uh involvement in this and now to prove it they have a video out with fauci and milken and everything plotting the pandemic in november of 2019 November 2019. So that's 19, right. That's before. And there, yeah, there's Fauci and there's Milken and there's all the other major players there. Basically, they called it a flu at that time. And three months before uh, the feces hit the rotary oscillator, there we go. <laughs> Milken's been involved all along. And uh, immediately after his pardoning, he was out managing the uh, global COVID uh, involvement and made a fortune again because he's into K-12. Cradle to grave. Mm -hmm. That's his deal. I was an admirer of Milken when he was uh, against Wall Street and all of that. But then when he got out, he immediately became the man who changed medicine. And indeed, he has. So now we are in a medical police state. Oh, yeah, Doctors no have it. your body. Uh, what's the new law? You can vaccinate uh, people uh, or children at one year old? Or, yeah, under six, uh, the Pfizer thing got approval for kids under six for that. Unbelievable. This is a, this is a medical police state. This, this is, uh, they've bypassed the Constitution by doing all this. And even Illich knew it. In 1973 and 1974, when the American version came out of Medical Nemesis, Hmm. it's all, the whole plot is there in a 73 book. It's available for free on the internet. What's the name of it? Very few people read it. What's the name of it? Medical Nemesis? Medical Nemesis. Hmm. Like Nemesis meaning the great evil or whatever you want to call it. This guy Milken, dude, when you say he got together with Fauci, 
in uh, the end of 2019, they don't, I mean, how do you know that? Uh, to where there's, are there transcripts of, I mean, what did you, how do you? It's on YouTube. <laughs> what do you mean? They, they actually have a video of these guys talking oh, yeah, about I'll it? Yeah, I'll send it to you. You're I'll kidding me. I'll send it to you. 2019. Why would? And he's, a, he, he, he's been, if you look at Fauci talking, it's often at the Milken Institute. Yet his name never came up. I, I've listened across the board. No one has ever mentioned it. Hmm. I've, I've written about it in, uh, I had a, uh, a book out that I wrote about it a couple of times. And no one seemed to pay attention. So I kind of gave up. <laughs> but now, now that they have this 2019 video up and all of his backstory being involved with these people for a long time. They're his heroes, he says. And so he's considered a good guy because he had prostate cancer. He formed sure. a cancer institute. That's where they made, he set up uh, Operation Warp Speed. That was Milken. That was Milken. He set his wow. man in there. Yeah. And I, no one mentions it. How come? I thought um, I thought he, well, didn't he get famous because he called out Wall Street at some, or something? No? Did I, my well, confusion? He actually... He was actually put in charge. Trump uh, pardoned him. He had no choice. <laughs> it, it, it was orders. Our presidents are sock oh, puppets. Yeah. If anyone believes that they actually run this world, <laughs> they uh, they better go back to school or get out of school. Actually, yeah. it's the other way around. So, I, so maybe you know, I'm just theorizing here that part of his deal to get him out was that he would do this whole COVID thing with Fauci, right? We'll let you out, and here's what you're going to do. And it makes sense if because Trump was the warp speed guy, right? It was mainly, you know, he already had got out of prison, but he just needed the pardon so he could do other legal things uh, and clear his name for history and all that. If you check his history on Wikipedia, oh, he's the greatest guy in the world. I even have friends that, uh, one of my friends said he came to their high school and after giving a lecture, took him all to lunch. You know, he's the great guy. And he comes across <laughs> such a nice guy that's you'd a, never imagine. That's a nice But he guy. set up, what was the name of the guy who ran uh, Operation Warp Speed till he got uh, incriminated for some kind of sexual things and they replaced him? That was his buddy. <laughs> oh. I wonder, I'm not going to do Truth Social because who cares? But I wonder if you go on Truth Social and start really going after Trump for his vaccine stuff if they would censor you. I would be interesting to see that. I don't we'll know how see. Much. We'll see what happens with Twitter now, too. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if he's... I, what, do you, what do you make of that? I mean, Musk seems like he sure is talking like he's going to be open Kimona, you know? I think so, but he might be punished for this. And also, there's some people that think he uh, made money for the people in Tesla and all. I'm not sure. I think he's sincere. I think he's an eccentric billionaire. And yes, he's connected with the New World Order. Yes, he's sure. connected with uh, Klaus Schwab. But I think he really is aggravated at the way things are going. It sounds like it. If you, I, I read some of his tweets people send me and. So it'll be it'll be uh, curious if they just open it up. You know, it'll be be really something. You know, be really What's funny is he gets criticized for having a sense of humor. 
You notice he says he's going to put the co- cocaine back in Coca-Cola. <laughs> he's going to fix the ice. He's going to buy McDonald's and fix the ice cream machines. <laughs> People get mad. This, I actually saw a newscast <laughs> from India criticizing him because he danced. He oh, danced. Really? Yeah. He's well, a dancing billionaire. Oh, my God. Well, I think, stop yeah, this. I think the globalists are, they don't, I mean, he sure is pushing their buttons. So I don't think he's... He's one of them, totally, you know, even though he is probably, because you don't get to be a billionaire. I like his sense of humor. At least he has a sense of humor. Did you see see where he's been tweeting about uh, um, AOC hitting on him? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that one, no. He keeps saying that. Uh, We quit hitting on me, you know, I'm not interested in you. Because she's been really going after. All these, all these socialist commies, man, they're just, their hair is on fire about about uh, the potential. I'm saying potential. We'll see uh, Musk uh, opening up Twitter to uh, anything and everything. You know, uh, CNN and all, all the usual uh, Hollywood celebrities are getting together to criticize them yeah. like they matter. You know, <laughs> like they matter. Adam Bergstrom's here. If you'd like to join the show, our 800 uh, line is. Uh, is um, with us. He has, knows a lot of stuff about health nutrition. If you have any of those questions, call him. Ask him a question. 888-663-6386. Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. I found the uh, CIA Matt Damon thing from the movie Goodwill Hunting, and we are going to play that after we do a little thing with one of our favorite products, and we'll play that for you. <laughs> It's great, man. It's great when you have a little computer thing that'll actually do something. Um, Patrick Timponi with Adam Bergstrom. We now have chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, and original colostrum. Check it out. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. That's right, it does, Daniel. And we 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 just love it. Wait a minute, I gotta just do this one. I don't know what I'm doing that one for. If I can press the right button, 
I think we get this side. I think we have this kit on sale, don't we? <clears throat> uh, let me see. Let me check. I know we do, if I can find the right one. Yeah, this is the once-a-year sale on Elk Velvet Antler. And uh, so I'm going to tell you about that one, or I'll have Daniel tell you about it. This product is like something that I take virtually every day of my life. Not as much as uh, pine pollen, but I would say three to four times a week. We have a 20% sale. It's Strong 20 Elk Velvet or Elk Antler. 20 Strong 20. That's the promo code. Go through oneradionetwork.com. 20%. I'm going to get me one. I, I, I do the sales too, just like you. It's an adaptogenic, uh, skin health, mobility, hormone balancing. Uh, now through a couple more weeks in May, you can save up to 49 bucks depending on which one. So this is a great sale. It is Elk Velvet, Elk Velvet on oneradionetwork.com. Use promo code tw- STRONG20 and you get yourself uh, a really nice uh, nice product that Daniel will tell you more about it here. Previously with Daniel Vitalis talking about elk velvet antler from Sir Thrival. Elk antler or deer antler products are probably the most regenerative substance that we can find in nature, at least for mammals. A couple things that I think are really cool about it is mm-hmm. that it's got six types of collagen. Yes, yeah, so that's that. really that's really amazing. When you think about the antler of an elk or a deer, these are an organ that grow in just three months' time and then fall off, and the very next year they grow back. Mammals don't typically regenerate organs that fall off, but antlers from all of the cervid mammals are completely regenerated. In order for them to regenerate, they need to contain substances that cause regeneration, and that's like the 24 growth factors that we find in elk velvet antler regeneration we like that word growth factors we love that word for boys and girls that's you exclusively from sir thrival and exquisitely produced daniel vitalis one radio network.com sorry don't mind me i was just reaching for my elk velvet yeah great sale strong 20 right now on one radio network.com that's crazy. I mean, did you know that these guys just drop their whole thing, their whole huge elk rack every every year, and then grow it back? And then the velvet, they don't they don't chop up the the um, the antler or anything. They just take the velvet, which is a substance on the on the elk, and this is how they make this product. And it's uh, farm raised elk. They don't hurt. Put a tourniquet or whatever um it's it's a it's a pretty wonderful product for regeneration boys and girls so this is just not for boy stuff uh if you like to regenerate and skin and and also um as he said it has uh good stuff for your for your skin too what was the word he used anyway so it's pretty cool and uh it's on sir thrival right now 20 percent sale strong 20 someone just um um, hi, uh, uh, Eva says, I'm Eva, and I'm taking your colostrum about two weeks now, and I feel it is working great for my intestinal problems. Uh, I am Eva, the woman in Spain living in Austin. We email each other several times. Oh, she's in Austin, Eva. Yeah, Dr. Massey talked about, we just talked about colostrum, how it's one of the really good things for the gut, and will heal 
like um, leaky gut and all that stuff. So you can't go wrong. Any any one of the flavors will get it get it for you. And colostrum, uh, two great products. <coughs> Excuse me, getting all choked up here from Sir Thrival on One Radio Network dot com. Two great products. Uh, where are we here? Let me see. Let me try to figure out where we are. <laughs> where are we? Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one radionetwork.com. <laughs> Solartiming.com, that's where all the books are. I mentioned before we went on the air that uh, I, I bought a little thing where I can do a, a momentarily, um, what do you call it, Wi-Fi. So I can just plug it in, upload PDFs like your books, and then unplug it so I don't have Wi-Fi in my home because you got to have a Wi-Fi thing to upload it to a, a Kindle. I mean, you know, it's like this everywhere. Adam Bergstrom, it's almost like they want us to eat our brain, right? you got to have the Wi-Fi to do the Kindle. you got to have uh, uh, a cell phone. We don't want to give you a landline anymore, right? It's like it's like this is what they 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 just want to kill us. I mean, I'm sorry to be so blunt, you know. That's their idea. Our dumb phone is going out of service at the end of this year. Oh, they want us to get a smart of some sort. They're, they're going to take away your 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 landline. Yeah, well, they're going to say that you, on our we have a regular uh, regular cell phone. Yeah, one of those, you know, uh, portable phones, whatever you call them. It's a dumb phone. It doesn't have any smart things. Well, now because of five G, it's got to be upgraded. And by the way, Santa Barbara is just loaded with five G. They're putting it in all downtown, up through the neighborhoods, and. They have the right of way. They can come right into your property and put whatever they want up there, and you can't do a thing about it legally. There's people fighting it, but so far they're not doing too well. You were such a brave guy living in California, but you like it. I mean, right? You just like. We want it. to take it back, occupy it. The the real occupy movement. You know, this is a beautiful place. We love it here. The beach. Uh, it just absolutely. St- Stunningly beautiful, from Yosemite to Death Valley to Ma- Mount Whitney Mount to yeah, Mount Shasta. Yeah, it's it's absolutely one of the high, I guess, the highest place in the continental. Yeah, my, Mount Shasta. There's another beautiful place. I used to live up there. Yeah. Beautiful place. Saw that mountain every day. And uh, but then what happened here? The government is just, just over the top. Crazy. You know? Is there enough? Um, Awake people to outnumber the wokes someday, do you think? Or are, they, are all the awake uh, people leaving? I hope so. Leaving? You would think people would have awakening, but it seems to be going the other way right now. Yeah. So many of my heroes back in the day uh, and people I thought were into exposing the global industry. Look at Noam. He's the are you if they uh, if they uh, if if they're not going to get vaccinated, you cut believe there, me, being unvaccinated here, we are like the lower class. It's a caste system now. Um, we did a show with a fellow who's doing a whole thing in California. Do you remember that one um, about seceding from the union? And he's got a whole. He was really cool. I just. 
put California. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was that? Uh, Northern California. He was up in the uh, northern part of the state, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I was rooting for him. I, I just put California in our search engine, but it didn't come up. Um, I'd have to find that'd be kind of fun to go back to that guy and see where he's at, you know. He never. His name escapes me, but yeah. on the internet, you could just put uh, California Secession and probably find him yeah. again. Yeah. That seems like the way to go if you guys could just get enough people just to bail out, you know, start your own little. Yeah, this used to be a hippie freedom state, not a socialist, I know, I but know, hippies. Yeah. In fact, the, uh, the, the station that uh, Ray Pete used to broadcast out of is KMUD. Back in the day, before they became totalitarian like they are today, they used to uh, warn marijuana growers on their radio station that the cops are coming out to your place. <laughs> Hide everything right now. <laughs> it's even on Wikipedia. So all kinds of things like that. There were wars out here with marijuana where they would actually take the growers and the cops would strap them to the top of the police cars, tie them on the police car and ride them into town it's like amazing. they were uh, deer. <laughs> just just amazing. Okay, I got a question for you. I got Then we're going to play that thing. I think somehow I lost it, but ah, man, computers... Do you think there'll be a day when we don't even need to use computers? Because I'm kind of getting... I think we're I'm stuck kinda, with them now I'm kind of getting while. into that for some reason. You know, I just... Oh, man. <clears throat> I don't think I could go back to my typewriter. I used yeah. to do newsletters by typewriter all the time. <laughs> That's true. You know, I don't know if we'd want to go back. Okay, here's one from you, uh, for you. What does Adam think about emu oil? It's a source of vitamin K2, the vitamin that Weston A. Price called Activator S. First, and let me, and I'll add to the question too. Is vitamin K2, Adam, the same thing as vitamin K? Actually, there's there's about 20 different forms of K. Hmm. Uh, first, we have uh, K1, K2, K3, and I think K4, maybe K5. But then they get divided into the M series. Uh, if if you want to find the details on it, I just rediscovered a blog I did on one radio network that really explains all the different varieties of K and looks at them, the, the natto kind, which is the least research one. To me, you don't need K out of emo oil when you can have kale. Think of K. Kale starts with K. Kale, yeah. And you get plenty out of kale. In fact, K is fairly easy to get if you eat whole food. If you're going to eat at McDonald's and you're going to eat at Denny's and you're going to uh, buy stuff at Safeway out of the, uh, the shelves other than produce, then maybe you better consider emo oil or something else. But for whole foods, it's so easy to get. There's no problem getting K at all. So kale is the number one thing for K. I'd say it's way up there, yeah. Other vegetables have it too that approach it, but that's probably the king. They call kale angry lettuce. Angry lettuce. <laughs> People who don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and you had said, or was it Ray Pete, that kale, or the K is a, a real um, component to strong blood vessels, correct? Yes. Didn't somebody, and didn't somebody ask about those red spots that people get sometimes elderly? 
on their arms, those are lack of K, correct? K can help that too. Oranges can help it too. Oranges fix me, but I did start eating kale at the same time because I would get them regularly. And uh, when you, my mother started getting them before she got all kinds of diseases and died. So I started getting them back in the 90s occasionally and they kept increasing increasing and then i got easy bruising i could just touch myself like that and bruise after i started the oranges got off tuna and mayo and also started eating kale they went away i mean i i had edema i had a whole i had a host of things i thought i was on the way out in uh about five years ago six years ago now i guess it is i haven't had a single one of those bruises since and remember, I would have one every month. Wow. One would appear mysteriously you, on me. You, do you attribute to both the oranges and the kale? First, I just thought the oranges, but but in a prior conversation we had, I remembered I did switch to kale too. So very likely it could have been the kale. Could have been the You're kale. drinking plenty of orange juice, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I only have one, but it popped up. And, and um, you know, I took some, it's interesting, I took some of Daniel. Vitalis's uh, vitamin D K two thing, and it started to diminish like quickly in a couple of days. Just you know, so maybe it is the K thing. But and I that's, and that's a good sign. And it's like it? the you know every once in a while one person's going to have that. But I was having it on an ongoing basis, a lot. and they were getting bigger and the bruising. <laughs> I couldn't go and lift a box without finding a bruise. Oh, on that's me. not good. And yeah. again, yeah. wiping yeah. my butt. I. I uh, I had to go and use water to wipe my butt. Now I could use sandpaper. My gums were bleeding. I, I, I was really on the way out. Do you... And do you, uh, I can honestly say Ray Pete saved my life. Because did he turn you on to the kale with, for that? And the That's part of it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, was it on your show or somewhere else where he said that if you eat kale that's well cooked, three mm-hmm. or four hours, it's the equivalent protein of milk. I didn't hear him say that. Did he really? I thought it was on your show, but maybe, no, and, <laughs> maybe he but heard see, you keep, else. you keep saying it's three or four hours. I can't imagine cooking kale for three hours. It would be just liquid, wouldn't it? I mean, I don't know. It's understand. delicious. We do it all the time. I don't know how Vibrant you do that. Took a message, took a memo from that, and we uh, she makes it up. It's absolutely delicious. Uh, I also have uh, beet greens that same way, oh, yeah. four hours. So do you You really think it's beneficial? Because, see, I only do my kale like 15 minutes. But you think it's really beneficial to go that much longer? Yep. Remember the crock pot? Yeah. People, I, I had a buddy, he had his crock pot on 24 hours a day. Just cooking kale and, and stuff? Yeah, and, and I noticed that when I went to visit him, uh, I stayed for a few days and I gained five pounds. And I thought, wow, it's that crock pot. So I started cooking my stuff like that, gained another five pounds. <laughs> so you got muscle, uh, muscle, more than fat, right? I did, because I was working out then, you too. Know, I might so try that. I have a crock pot. I also have a, a Instapot thing I think you can run on low, ongoing, that, you know, that might be interesting just to throw, keep throwing kale and beet greens in there and just, they'll be cooking like forever and just keep eating them. <laughs> Almost like a like a buffet, you know? That might be fun. I might try yeah, that. We put it on low. Yeah. I dexterize it on top of that because uh, what I like to do, one of my favorite meals now is uh, beet green, 
wonder. Well, that, that wasn't on your end. We lost our internet is what happened. All right. And, and, uh, They're listening to us. Right. Well, the, the NSA. We got huge wins, and I, I suspect something happened, so... We'll go back yeah. and we'll go back and see if we can uh, continue. You know, we're having a, a break from it now, but we have had the worst winds oh. over the. It's constantly blowing, and I just got my car fixed. It was dead for three months, and of course, it was right under an olive tree. So all the blooms and needles and every kind of debris. Every morning, I'd have to go and take a a pile of leaves off the as a car and I couldn't move it over one space where it would have been okay as soon as I got the car fixed the wind stopped that's crazy no problem that's crazy okay so let's just go back and uh, we can edit the, we can edit out the rough stuff I think we're back with you um, um, I just lost the internet just <laughs> one of those things we have huge winds here and uh, since we have internet through the air through microwave into a dish out in the yard out in the field it's something must have happened but so we'll see I think um, I think we'll be fine with Adam Bergstrom Patrick Timpone where were we where were, oh we were we were answering this question from the about vitamin K2 right that was it we were K2 and emu oil emu and oil. things of that nature yeah that's where we were that's where we were so I think you answered the yeah, and we were oh, we were talking about kale and cooking kale for, you know, twelve. Hours. I mean, you really do it three hours. That's just crazy. That's crazy. I'm going to do it three or four hours. Yeah, <laughs> no, just like a slow simmer, right? I wouldn't have done it before, but I usually like things soft. Even peas, you know, when they uh, they like them al dente, I like them really soggy. Yeah. But not that soggy. I wouldn't cook peas for four hours. But you now know, maybe I would. Adam, it's so interesting you mentioned it because over the last, what, 20, 30 years, the raw foodies, the David Wolfs of the world, David's not raw foodie anymore, I don't think, but anyway, um, all this stuff about salads and our raw foods and all, you know, huge, right? There's a whole, I, I, you don't hear much about it anymore. Maybe because it's not that good. Because I don't know for me, you know, I'll say, well, I should probably have a salad. It'll be good for you. I have this raw, you know, all these raw lettuce and, you know, olive oil. I don't do good with it at all. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I love cooked lettuce, but raw lettuce, no. What's that about? I mean, uh, yeah, back uh, when I ate meat, I would use lettuce on a burger. That's where its proper place was. <laughs> tomato and lettuce on a burger but I never really cared for salad that much I think hmm. a certain amount of raw food has some kind of energy you can call it chi, prana whatever right. you want to call it right. that it is necessary but I think also when you break down the cell walls of food you get much more nutrients <laughs> so if people are really interested in vitamins strangely enough the heat doesn't really destroy a lot of them Vitamin A, something like that, you better eat something raw once in a while. Mm -hmm. But most vitamins are highly heat tolerant. K is one. It uh, undergoes a lot of heat and doesn't get destroyed. Of course, the big argument is, has been with the raw foodie guys is the enzymes, right? The, the zymes. And they do uh, deteriorate, what, after 100 degrees or 105 or something like that. Yeah. 
Various ones do at various temperatures. Some start at about uh, 120, I believe, 110. And then from there, they go up to uh, 120. Mm -hmm. Then some last to 160 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is an argument that those enzymes can be valuable. Most of them get digested. We started drinking kefir now, not for the buggies, but we got them for the protein. protein. You know, there's 12 grams of protein in a cup of kefir. So we realized being pretty much low in the food chain, we're probably low on protein. protein. So we added kefir. Hmm. Yeah, I've been doing the... Lactic uh, acid and all. Yeah, I've been doing the, uh, what do you call it, the l rotori yogurt thing that we've been making. And I don't do a lot of it, but it seems good, fun. You know, I don't, I don't like I say, I don't do a lot of it. So you, did you mention you were doing, uh, you guys are doing uh, some bee pollen too for your little protein? We were, but that stuff, tastes terrible i had forgotten how bad (laughs) i i don't know if it was this particular brand but uh i actually got sick one day when i took a table a teaspoon of it and it's not an allergy because i started small didn't bother me but when i took a teaspoon by the way today i'm on drugs i'm on pregnenolone and dhea i always knew you're on drugs so yeah, somebody once has asked about that. So what are you doing? Talk about oh, you're taking pregnenolone and DHEA together, right? I think you said thirty milligrams of pregnenolone, ten milligrams of DHEA, and you're taking them because and ProGest D and Pro-Gest-D. a little bit of T three. Oh, a little bit of T three too. Wow, you old druggy, you good for you. Okay, yeah, you I know do. what what. Go ahead. It made it made me smarter <laughs> because there were you know there's egghead smart and there's practical smart mm-hmm. and I'm definitely egghead smart. You know I live in libraries except for hitchhiking around the country that was my kind of uh, right. recreation, but I lived in libraries. Well now I figured out so many shortcuts is, since I started taking pregnenolone that it's pretty obvious it has something to do with my focus. I figured out ways to do things, I would say, three times as fast. Is that Just right? in the last few days. And as Vibrant Gal, I keep popping up with new ideas and things. And, Interesting. And our, our book sales have increased and all kinds of different suppose, things on Facebook. What do you suppose that is? What's up with that? You know, I'd like to ask Ray Pete because I never, I didn't realize it would. Well, I think he said there was a guy that was an, an author mm-hmm. he tells this story he's told this several times mm-hmm. and he was fading he couldn't find words or anything like that so he gave him pregnenolone and his memory all came back and he started writing again and he got his his breathing i think he had a breathing problem too whatever and but then for some reason he couldn't get the pregnenolone and he faded away so there's something to it because I definitely have noticed an increase in my energy and sometimes with the uh, T3 I'll talk and I hear my voice echoing in my head like it's an echo chamber <laughs> and feel like ecstasy it feels like LSD or something so there's something to it I'm experimenting I have no idea what I'm doing I understand no, <laughs> right yeah, I, I'm with you because I'm a foodie yeah, yeah I'm with you so yeah so well, you know, your thyroid could have been a little pokey, and then you're going to take a little T3, and who knows? You know, it's so many, so many effects on the th- on the body, the thyroid, right? As Ray Pete talks about, yeah. 
my thyroid was low. Vibrant Gals never was. We did, you know, the test, the ankle test where you tap the Achilles tendon? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You get on a ch- yeah, I know that one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You get on a chair. Well, mine was non-existent when <laughs> we first started, and that's when I had all the problems. It started coming back, but obviously not fully online because just taking that, it makes a big difference. Hmm. Yeah. I took it this morning. In fact, I take it with Kiefer. Take it, always take it with something. Yeah. Yeah. Very small amounts. I, I break the conventional pill up into teeny, teeny pieces, like flakes of it. So I'm taking like two micrograms. That's, what he, ma- that's what he recommends, right? Because you got the Cytomel or Cytomel, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. And that's T3. That's the one I'm taking really small amounts. The pregnenolone, I am taking, what was it, 50, something F- like 50 that. 50 milligrams. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, after you told me that, I went out and bought some. You know me, I'm experimenting. I haven't taken it yet, but so... I think I will today. I'm going to take, I think I had a 30 milligram pregnenolone just for fun. See what it does. I mean, you know, if, if I, I watched the movie Unlimited the other night. You see that, what, see that movie? DMT? No. Mm-mm. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? I haven't watched anything but Russian movies. And oh, I haven't even watched those for over watch a month one. and a half. This is great. Mm-hmm. The guy takes DMT or something like that D, and, and he he writes a book in four days and he does everything and it's really a great movie uh, really good I think it's called Unlimited Unlimited let me google it and see I think you'd really enjoy it uh, being a being a foodie and a, and a druggie like you are I think let me do Unlimited really a wonderful movie yeah uh, yeah the, uh, whatever okay so let's do this and then we're going to continue uh, Adam Bergstrom mentioned uh, a little scene <laughs> with uh, what's his name? What's the guy's name? Uh, Who's name? Uh, oh, even Ellick? No, in the movie, in the movie, um, oh. in the movie uh, Goodwill Hunting. Um, oh, uh, Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon, and this is a great scene in that movie. Uh, uh, check it out. Uh, here, here you go. Well, you'd be working on the cutting edge. You'd be exposed to the kind of technology that you wouldn't see anywhere else because we've classified it. Super string theory, chaos math, advanced algorithms. Code breaking. Well, that's one aspect of what we do. Oh, come on. I mean, that is what you do. You guys handle 80% of the intelligence workload. You're seven times the size of the CIA. We don't like to brag about that, Will. But you're exactly right. So the way I see it, the question isn't why should you work for the NSA? The question is, why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't I work for the NSA? It's a tough one, <laughs> but I'll take a shot. Say I'm working at the NSA and somebody puts a code on my desk, something no one else can break. Maybe I take a shot at it and maybe I break it. And I'm real happy with myself because I did my job well. But maybe that code was the location of some rebel army in North Africa or the Middle East. And once they have that location, they bomb the village where the rebels are hiding. 1,500 people that I never met, never had no problem with, get killed. Now the politicians are saying, oh, send in the Marines to secure the area because they don't give a shit. It won't be their kid over there getting shot just like it wasn't them when their number got called because they were all pulling a tour in the National Guard. It'll be some kid from Southie over there taking shrapnel in the ass. He comes back to find that the plan he used to work at got exported to the country he just got back from and the guy who put the shrapnel in his ass got his old job because he'll work for 15 cents a day and no bathroom breaks. 
Meanwhile, he realizes the only reason he was over there in the first place was so that we could install a government that would sell us oil at a good price. And of course, the oil companies use a little skirmish over there to scare up domestic oil prices. A cute little ancillary benefit for them, but it ain't helping my buddy at 250 a gallon. They're taking their sweet time bringing the oil back, of course. Maybe they even took the liberty of hiring an alcoholic skipper who likes to drink martinis and fucking play slalom with the icebergs. It ain't too long till he hits one, spills the oil, and kills all the sea life in the North Atlantic. So now my buddy's out of work. He can't afford to drive, so he's walking to the fucking job interviews, which sucks because the shrapnel in his ass is giving him chronic hemorrhoids. And meanwhile, he's starving because every time he tries to get a bite to eat, the only blue plate special they're serving is North Atlantic scrod with Quaker State. So what did I think? I'm holding out for something better. I figure, fuck it, while I'm at it, why not just shoot my buddy, take his job, give it to his sworn enemy, hike up gas prices, bomb a village, club a baby seal, hit the hash pipe, and join the National Guard. I could be elected president. Okay. <laughs> That's from Goodwill Hunting. What a what a scene that is, isn't it? Wow. One of the great movie monologues of all time. I think Matt Damon wrote it, too. Did he really? They were the screenwriters. I'll, I'll be done. I didn't know. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon. And as I understand it, Matt Damon probably put most of the effort into it. Mm-hmm. That's from Goodwill. Oh, the movie I'm, I'm, I'd like you to watch is not unlimited. It's called Limitless. Limited? Limitless. Okay. Limitless. Limitless. Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro, um, and it's uh, quite a movie. Quite a movie. Check it out if you can find it, and let me know what you think. Limitless, folks. It's really, really good. Watched it the other night. Adam Bergstrom is with us, and uh, you know, you just never know what you're going to find here. uh, Sorry for all the F-bombs in that, but what are you going to do these days? I'm, I'm probably writing the only movies without F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's see. Here's another question. I know Adam doesn't like cod liver oil in general, but just as an FYI, pretty sure that with the fermented, the fermented brand, it's the livers that are fermented to extract the oil, i.e. it's not the extracted oil that's fermented. Fermented is the most dangerous. It actually kills people. I have no real argument with cod liver oil per se, the way Weston Price recommended it. He said it has to be clear where you see through it. And he recommended squib and refined cod liver oil. There has been an outbreak of mysterious deaths from fermented cod liver oil because you can't ferment an oil. A fermented oil is a rotten oil. It's a spoiled oil. It's a whole scam. And what was the name of the guy that got kicked out of Sally Fallon's group for exposing it? I don't know. (laughs) Now, this fellow says that the livers, Adam, are fermented to extract the oil, not the extracted oil that is fermented. Rotten livers. They don't ferment. (laughs) That's the worst. Now, I've got no argument. If you're up in the, uh, the North Country... And you can't get any D or A up there, uh, then take some fermented oil. It's not going to kill you. See, I believe, and you, and you know, you, you're on the same page. The mind is the main killer. Oh. You can eat all the cod liver oil and all the Twinkies and all the junk you want and all the lactic acid. If you have the mindset 
you're going to survive it. But for most people, they're going to have problems. If you eat cod liver oil regularly, uh, people get yellow fat disease. It's undeniable. With omega-6s, I know they're bad because people tell me, but I couldn't write a single book on it. I've written 14 books on why omega-3 fatty oils have a direct link to yellow fat disease and all of its uh, other names, Alzheimer's, muscular sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, Parkinson's disease, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, brown bowel disease, uh, Crohn's disease, etc., etc. There's no doubt. But if you, but cod liver oil does have some redeeming factors to it. If you can't get vitamin A anywhere else, and it's readily available in our society, and you can't get D, I put olive oil out in the sun now in a big pitcher, <laughs> make sure the sun goes on it directly, pour it back in the bottle. And strangely, if I left that olive oil out for 24 hours a day in sunlight, it would be destroyed. There would be no vitamin E and the oil would turn from green to clear because it would be rancid. You actually pack vitamin D in in small amounts. People wonder, how come I'm at the beach and I don't get vitamin D so I need it? Because you're spending too much time on the beach. <laughs> That's why it actually shuts down the mechanism because our skin is actually the adrenal medulla. The, me- the bulk of it is in our skin. <laughs> we actually have a, uh, an entire nervous system in our skin in every cell that has uh, phenylalanine or tyrosine in it, connects directly with the capillaries, converts ultraviolet energy to red light, and the red light shines through your body. Hmm. That's why you can shine a a flashlight through your earlobe, through your fingertips, and it'll be red. If orange light or yellow light or any other color light came through, you'd be dead. Red light is the sustenance of life for the human body and all protoplasm on planet Earth. So how long do you put your olive oil out in the sun, Adam? All you need is 20 minutes. 20 minutes. If you go past an hour, you start to lose vitamin D. Hmm. So 20 minutes is fine enough. I have uh, olive oil from Italy, one of my favorites from Jovial Foods. It's some of the best I've ever had, but it's in a dark bottle. Is that okay? Will it get in there? Yep. So you take it out and you get the vitamin D because people assume, well, when you get the olive oil, it's going to have vitamin D in it. That's not true. You have you have some vitamin D in it, obviously, but you can you can set it. Here's a question. If they say that olive oil runs out of your body in a day or two, you have to take it constantly. How can it stay in a pill forever? How can it stay in a food forever? (laughs) The truth is. Actually, we can store it in our body for as much as three years. Hmm. For most people, it's usually a season. Nature has a plan. Hey, we got winter. Okay, we'll figure a way to store vitamin D so you can survive the winter. The, nature didn't say we're human beings lack something until the pharmaceutical companies invented <laughs> vitamin D. Exactly. And now yeah. we can live forever, but we couldn't before because the pharmaceutical companies had not invented vitamin D. Exactly. So so if I wanted to do the vitamin D thing, you say 20 minutes in the sun, I should take the olive oil out of the dark container, maybe in a mason jar, put it out there for 20 minutes and put it back in the dark container? 
It has to be directly exposed to the sun. I use a, a measuring cup, a okay. big measuring cup that yeah. much. I aim it kind of at the sun. I hold it. If I didn't want to do that or if there were too many bugs around, UV will go through, uh, it will go through uh, saran wrap. It also, if you can get a quartz beaker, it'll go through quartz. It will not go through plastic. It will not go through ordinary glass. And it will go directly, uh, direct exposure, which is what I do. But I could use saran wrap if I didn't want to get radiated myself. I figure I'll go out and hold the measuring cup and I'll get some on my body too. Go out in the bathing oh, suit. So, so let me see if I understand. I can't put it in a in a mason jar because that's glass. You'd ha- it has to be in like in a bowl so it goes direct exposure. You could do saran wrap so the bugs don't get in there, right? Exactly. Okay. Because the, we have bugs here. They start showing up. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We got plenty of bugs in Texas. Well, that's interesting. Now, am, am I at risk or other people? I get on the sun a lot. Every time I take a walk twice a day with Doodle around my land, I take my shirt off. So I'm getting plenty of sun. Is there a risk of having too much vitamin D? Uh, not through your body. Okay. But there is a risk of shutting down the mechanism when you start burning the skin. So people who are at the beach too long, oh, and you can tell yeah. that they're burned. Even through the tan they have, they're burned. I've always known about that for a long time. So when I went to the beach, I showed up at 4 o'clock <laughs> and, uh, and it, it, or early in the morning. I was gone by 10. When everybody out there is getting cooked, I'm gone. Yeah, you get plenty of sun. Uh, that's when I do my spiritual exercise about 4.30 outside Doodle and I sit in a chair and in the sun, and you get you get you get tan. Look at you know my you know, I just do, and that's you that's, can yeah. get a different quality of tan. When I studied with the Donald Lay, uh, once he gave a workshop on the sun and how it works, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I forget what he called the workshop, but anyway, we're outside. So, of course, a lot of us have our shirts off. He pointed it to us. He pointed to me and said, you sun in the afternoon, you sun in the morning, and you sun at the midday. Mm-hmm. He was correct. By the quality of the tan, you will, you will get the better looking tan in the morning or in the evening sun. And it makes a difference what coast you're on. It's better to sun in the afternoon in California and better in the morning on the West Coast because of the Doppler effect and very complicated things. Sure, the old Doppler effect, you know. Adam Bergstrom's with us. If you care to join us, uh, 800-LINE is open, 888-663-6386. Email patrick1radionetwork.com. Y'all are going to watch the movie Limitless, and then uh, we'll talk about it uh, later. Great movie. Uh, uh, let's see. Everything is just about timing, isn't it? Well, sun and food and man, and when you ask somebody to marry you. Now, but you ask somebody to marry you every time you turned around. So, I mean. <laughs> I, mean, I was the one that jumped into the frying pan five times and two <laughs> fake marriages. <laughs> oh, five, five like official five ones legal and, marriages and two fake ones and a whole bunch of living relationships besides that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> well you got a lot of experience there yeah the last time when Adano married me to my fourth wife I think it was lose count he was nodding his head like this sucker never learns 
like, is this dude going to get this? That maybe this is not. Yeah, I really have to. And then after that, I got married a fifth time. <laughs> I've yet to do that one officially myself, but we'll, we'll see.